The following program is intended for mature audiences. Listener discretion is advised. The views expressed are those of the panelists and not necessarily those of the sponsors, Broadway Media, or any school district, their respective managements or employees. Geekshowpodcast.com, welcome to a brand new episode. Our first episode officially for the month of August, August 5th, when this is being released. And the name of the episode is Time Travel Teeth. Uh, this is a little bit of a different episode. Of course, there's the broken news there in the middle uh, to let you know what's happening. Uh, but uh, sandwiched around that is a two-part interview. Uh, Scott Renshaw from a local uh, uh, City Weekly uh, here in town uh, wanted to come in and interview us about geek culture and geek family. Because uh, he's writing an article about uh, an upcoming the Fanex that's coming up, our Comic-Con here in Salt Lake City. And uh, so he, he wanted to talk to us about it. And uh, we sit down and talk with him about geek culture and geek family. So uh, pleased to enjoy that. Name of the episode, Time Travel Teeth. Uh, I want to thank our sponsors, of course, for making it possible. Uh, Dr. Volt's Comic Connection, open seven days a week. There are so many good comics right now. Your hold and pull service is free, and with that, you get a 10% discount on all purchases of $20 or more and the previews catalog for free. 2043 East, 3300 South. It's Dr. Volt's Comic Connection. Also, uh, Dave at Cabin Fever reminding the college crowd to stop by for some dorm room decor. From lava lamps to lunchboxes, Cabin Fever carries a large selection of room decor options for your bedroom or dorm. In the heart of Trolley Square, at the corner of 500 South and 700 East, it's Cabin Fever. So much more than a card store. And Black Velvet Boutique. Uh, they are the trusted resource for sexual wellness. Their employees will answer any questions and help you find what you need. Visit them at their new location, 595 South State in Clearfield. Be sure to mention Geek Show. You'll receive some special discounts. They are locally owned and open seven days a week. Black Velvet Boutique. All right, let's get this episode underway. It's time travel teeth. Please to enjoy. And welcome to the basement. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Hi, Hi you guys. Hey. It's yeah. so sticky. What? <laughs> what you doing over there? <laughs> Mine's I'm trying nice to paint clean. a word picture. Uh, you just painted a word salad. I'll say. <laughs> it was a sticky salad. Very sticky salad. Who's hungry? It was a sticky salad. Mm, for lunch today, That's we're disgusting. having... disgusting. Sticky wicked. I was warned against oh, this in high school. The salad's okay, but it's so sticky. Yep. <laughs> He's observed that the salads are sticky. He's Shannon Barnes. Hey, how's it going? How are you? Yeah, almost getting ready to go back to the Sev. Oh no, the new no, one. No, it's okay. The, the new one. The new one. Oh, the new location. The Maverick, like oh. the, the the new Sev where we did what? interviews the other day yeah. to find who I'm going to be working with, yeah. and my boss swears. Oh, and then we went and had beers and chicken wings. Awesome. So you're going to get along. Yeah, I think there we're going to be just go. fine. <laughs> I, I predict that the Slurpee machine will never clog. No, I I, I, I guarantee it. I hear this new Sev has like a whole new attitude about rolled meats. Yeah, they're really on the forefront of it. Oh, they are? What's, oh, like the, what's like the pastry donut situation? Is it like more of a Dunford, or they got a full-on Cinnabon in there? That's a, it's got a Cinnabon. Uh, oh, my God. Really? Yeah. This location is the corner of State and State? State and State. Oh, the corner of State and State. Wow, you moved state up from Maine. State and Maine. <laughs> you moved. the corner of State and Maine. You'll know you're at the right set, because I'll be exotic dancing out front. <laughs> 
And also, you can catch me at the pub quiz. Yes. Lucky 13, 8 o'clock, Wednesdays. Boy, oh boy. Boy, oh boy. <laughs> boy, oh boy. Boy, oh boy. All right. Boy. Lee George Cade, everyone. <laughs> boy, oh boy. <laughs> gee whiz. Ah, uh, gee Whitakers. So, how's it going? Oh, Hi. gee Whitakers. I'm so happy to be here. <laughs> uh, hey, uh, you you want you want some deals? <laughs> yes. Uh, yeah. On the, on the miniature products. That's my favorite thing is a yeah. deal. He's so. opened up his trench coat. <laughs> what are you buying? Rubber chickens? What are you selling? You got so many. You want an uh, orc? You want an elf? <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I've got a couple gigs going. I'm working at Shift Games, uh, slinging, slinging miniatures, hot and cold miniatures, because the hot ones melt. And it's really, you gotta buy <laughs> new embarrassing. ones. So, Do they keep? Um, they, they keep well in the freezer uh, for like a thousand years. Uh, but if you want good deals on that, uh, you can check out the Shift Game Store. Uh, we're on Facebook and eBay, and it's like 15% off retail and free shipping in the United States, which is a pretty good thing. And uh, writing for Bleeding Cool, covering um, lots of TV shows, movies, and comic books, including Legion. I uh, just have one thing to say to you, Legion. <laughs> what the fuck? Mm, I'm a couple episodes behind, but you know, I agree. I, I really enjoy time travel. This last episode did the time travel from a Legion perspective. Mm-hmm. Cool. Uh, there's a moment where time keeps looping mm-hmm. and the scene keeps repeating. Yeah. Oh, boy. And the scene keeps repeating the same way, except for the time traveler keeps realizing what's going on about yeah. a minute early each okay. time. You know, Star Trek Discovery just did that really well. Like yeah. For, in their first I'd say season. Legion just did it as well, but weirder. Okay. And then at one point, because it's an FX show, it came back from commercial and it wasn't Legion. <laughs> Perfect. It was the commish. <laughs> what? And uh, guess what was happening on the commish? Time loop? Yeah. Uh. That show's so fucking weird. <laughs> <laughs> See, that's why I'm, I won't watch it week to week. I'm catching them all, and I'm going to binge them all in a day or two. Mm-hmm. So. Also, if you have if you have phobias about your teeth crumbling or falling out of your mouth, mm-hmm. which some people have very strongly. Sue does, yeah. Uh, okay, well, you may not want Sue to watch that, because the side effect of the time traveler's powers is that if she travels too far, a Ooh. tooth will fall out of her mouth. Ooh. Oh, that's right. Yeah. You that's... learned that in the third episode, I and think. And David's, David's kind of abusing that power, because he wants to go back and stop... Uh, his father, Charles Xavier, from yes. going to confront the Shadow King in Morocco. Honestly, if that's the trade-off, though, if I lose a tooth every time I'm time traveling, well, that means you got 32 attempts. That's it. I mean, you have to have teeth to time. Yeah, travel? do you have? To, are they time traveling well, teeth? What happens? It's after you run out of teeth. Like a, are they time travel tokens? Maybe your, head, a, maybe a your bone, head falls off. Takes a bone, so you have 206 attempts. Is that teeth, what it is? Teeth are the currency what if you get dentures? that time travel depends on. I, I think, I mean, it's like, it's not a comfortable thing for her. She, at one point, they're traveling so much that she says, I can feel them all loosening. Ooh. Yeah. That's yeah. messed up. Yeah. Cool introduction, Lee. Yeah, way to go. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm here to serve at everyone's entertainment. Our designated driver and producer of the program, he is Quad T. Got all my teeth. No He's time traveling here. Today. I did. Is it weirding you out? A little bit. Yes. I didn't know. I don't have glasses on. Thanks. <laughs> you look like a you look like a young Dennis Quaid. Ah, without the glasses. Thanks. I, I'm hoping that's the right Quaid. Uh, if it's Randy Quaid, you know, so be it. <laughs> <laughs> At least I saved the world Quaid. on Independence Day. Quaid. <laughs> uh, check me out on Twitter at Quad T Tony, and uh, here every week on the Geek Show or All every right. other week on the Gadget Spot. And our returning champion. <laughs> 
Punch in the air. Those are punch noises. <laughs> Re- Rebecca Frost, hey, everybody. What's up? Uh, I'm on Twitter at Joss Whelan and BigJennyRobot.com. Well, you've got lots of teeth. I've got, I haven't time traveled. No time travel either. <laughs> no time traveling there. Yeah, I have it. Oh, it's like creepy. I went to the dentist <laughs> for the first time in like 15 years last month. Yeah. Oh. A one cavity. That's oh, fantastic. Well done. And they did nothing but compliment my teeth, man. Wow. <laughs> now you're like, I'll I'm gonna see like, you in 15 I'm years. Gonna keep, can, I'm going to keep living like my actions don't have consequences. <laughs> every, new, don't. every new person I meet of now, I'm going to go, man, you got a lot of teeth. You got a lot of teeth. <laughs> <laughs> you got a lot of teeth. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's a, that's wow, a, that's a that variation. Teeth. From here, it looks like you got a lot of teeth. That's, that's a... That's a variation on the sinister uh, Muppets when they abducted Jack Black at the end of the newest, the first of the new Muppet movies. Oh, yeah. you got nice teeth. Homos? Yeah, you got nice. You got nice teeth, Jack Black. Yeah, <laughs> they're carting them away. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, before we introduce our special guest, I just oh. wanted to do this quick story. But hey, we didn't introduce you, Carrie Jackson. Oh, hi. Uh, Carrie. Monday through Friday, 6 to 10, x96.com. You got lots of teeth, too. Look at all those teeth. I'm using them, okay? Oh, well. (laughs) Right now? (laughs) All of them? All of them? (laughs) Can you bring them back from the kill Hitler trip that you got planned? (laughs) I don't know. We might need most of your teeth for that. kill a baby. That's going to cost 29 teeth. No, we're Mm. just going to send them a message by giving them a handful of teeth. (laughs) (laughs) This could be you, Hitler. These are Carrie Jackson's teeth. We got plenty of these. We could be back, In a twist, we just gave Hitler a crazy idea. (laughs) These these are not the master STs, I can tell. Why why was Hitler talking like that? I don't know. Like a leather boy? I'm not sure. Yeah, it was Werner Herzog was Hitler. (laughs) Werner Herzog is an Austrian leather boy. Sorry, I've been working on my Werner Herzog. It was For no reason at all. Uh, just real quick here. This is a, a story, and you can find this video online, so you can watch it. But it's, uh, I find it very funny. How many teeth does the internet cost? I don't know. Hmm. Um, yeah, there's, the video is uh, from 2013. Patrick Stewart talking to the crowd about working on Dune. Yeah. The original Dune. Ooh. He played Gurney Halleck. <laughs> I know you're a big fan, Tony. <laughs> huge, um, huge fan. After being asked what it was like to work with Sting... Here comes Sting with his fucking loot. Patrick Stewart. <laughs> no, Patrick Stewart played the loot. Began saying, I didn't know who he was. <laughs> Sick burn on Sting. And you know, when, when Dune was being made, Patrick Stewart was only like 40 years old. Yeah. But he looks the same yeah, as he does, he does now. So uh, Patrick Stewart says, uh, when he's, he had an onset interaction with Sting, who played... Uh, Fade. Fade Harkonnen. Fade, yeah. Uh, music, at least popular mu- music, at least popular. I'm not going to do that. Has, oh, buddy. At least your Richard Attenborough yeah. is pretty good, though. Exactly. Yep. Music, at least popular music, has never played a big part in my life. Uh, I had never heard of Sting. <laughs> That's how isolated I was from the music world. Now he may have not have known who Sting was, but uh, he began to realize that this must be somebody important because people were going nuts anytime right. he'd show up on well, the set. Well, that was that was really hot, virile Sting. Yeah. Yeah, he and says he was sweaty and oily. Uh, he says I heard that he was a musician, or so the second or third day, and so the second or third day we're just hanging out on the set, just him and me, and so I say, "So you're a musician?" <laughs> Sick, <laughs> got him. Awesome. And he said yes. And I said, "What do you play?" And he said, "Bass." And I said, uh, "You know, I've often wondered." What it was be like carrying that huge thing around everywhere you go. Bless him. Stand up bass. 
and God bless him, he said, no bass guitar. And I said, are you a solo artist? <laughs> and he said, no, I'm, I'm in a band. And I said, oh, what kind of band? And he said, the police. Patrick Stewart says, folks, I, I said, you play in a police band. <laughs> <laughs> I okay, just, go I with me on this story. stretch of a story. All right. Patrick Stewart was taking the tantric approach to learning what kind of musician uh, Sting was. <laughs> oh, okay. Okay. Ties I'll, it all together. I'll take that. Hmm. All right, anyway, I just wanted to share that real quick. Sting is real into tantric? Yeah. You, you, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I really like this. Do you know that, Lee? I did. Do you get it? That's yeah. Weird. This well, because the, the bare naked ladies told me. Yeah. In that song. This is the second time in as many days as I've talked about. I've tantric Sting. Yeah. It's so yeah. weird. Wow. No, he's he's funny. There was an interview with Sting where he's talking about tantric sex in the eighties, and he's just like, you know, you 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 do your thing, and twelve to thirteen hours later, you and your partner climax, and it's glorious. And then he clarified it like in the early two thousands and said, well, when I said. 12 to 13 hours. I, I didn't talk about the six hours of begging and negotiating and then the dinner and the movie <laughs> and the massages and the drinks. So really the actual act is, is maybe 20 minutes. Sounds expensive. And I'm like, wow, 20 minutes. Yeah. You have to pack a lunch. Sting's 20 got a minutes? Isn't the average like 11? I was going to say, well, 20's I, pretty good. I think he's usually packing quite a few teeth in that, that helps time travel. Yep. Yeah. Well, you go back in time and start over. But you lose a tooth every time. Our special guest today uh, is Scott Renshaw. Hi there. Who writes for uh, City Weekly here in Salt Lake City? It's it's kind of like if you know, you know what, what do you call them? Not underground paper. What do you? Categorize I believe it? Alt Weekly is Alt still Weekly. sort of thrown around, even though they try to de-emphasize the weekly part because you know there's this thing called the internet. Yeah. Oh yeah. It, ha- it hasn't been kind to newspapers. So mm-hmm. well, I'll talk to those monthlies who <laughs> need to get their daily. shit together. Yeah. Uh, but uh, Scott is uh, is writing. Um, how, 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 I'll let you describe. I'm sure. going to try to do this for you. So uh, so the Salt Lake City Weekly will be publishing its first ever geek issue um, in conjunction with the uh, FanX Week this, this year. And so um, I'm, I'm just kind of uh, reaching out and learning what, what the geek community means. And, and it's going to mean things in different places. I, was, I actually had gotten this idea from being in uh, Seattle in the spring when they have their mm-hmm. uh, Emerald City Con. And yeah. they, the Seattle Stranger had put out a geek issue. And it's like, that's a great idea to steal. Because that's <laughs> if you're in any business and you're trying to stay alive, you we steal got him. good we got ideas. Him on, we got it recorded, isolate it, send it to the police. <laughs> the band? Stings band. Yeah. <laughs> Stings band. <laughs> Someone tell Sting. <laughs> Patrick Stewart's very excited right now. So yeah, I'm just I wanted to uh, to talk with y'all about what it kind of the, the families of of convenience and the of, of of choice that that form around geek communities because it's kind of I mean I say relatively recent but it it still feels that way. I mean we were we were talking earlier and you know mm-hmm. talked a few days ago. About what it was like to grow up in the in the sixties or in, in the seventies, and mm. you didn't have Even the eighties or the eighties, yeah. and yeah. you just didn't. You know, you may have your one other nerdy friend who you were both excluded from everything else because you were the nerdy friends in grade school. I had yeah. one, yeah, and and uh, you know, I grew up in a small town in Utah, and everyone is Mormon, and this little Baptist kid moves in, and none of the other parents had let their kids play with him. Oh, my gosh. And, and my, my parents were just happy that I had a friend, finally. <laughs> <laughs> and we bonded over Groucho Marx, Mad Magazine, uh, and Star Trek. Uh, and it, it, was, it was at about... I can't remember when it was. But I remember his, his sister 
worked on Star Trek II, Rathacon, in some way. I can't remember what it was, set decoration or something like that. Well, she managed to get a script away, and this is while they were filming, and send it to Rhett. And I remember we came, he came over to my house, and he was just like, wait, 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 wait. <laughs> let's read it, and we read it. We get to the end, and we're like, this is some kind of trick. They're not, they're not going to kill they're Spock. Not killing Spock. No way. No fucking way they'd kill Spock. This is some kind of trick script that they send out to fool you. Yeah, yeah that's right. That's right. <laughs> You're savvy kids. You're not going to get the wool pulled over no, your eyes. That's what happened. That's what happened. But uh, yeah, I mean, he was, uh, you know, I've told the story many times about wearing my, my Star Trek uniform shirt to school and getting beat up for it. Um, and, and, and if you look at. Well, like this show, for example, we we started doing it just like maybe three times a year on the radio mm-hmm. because it was so niche and there was no way that, you know, and there wasn't, nothing was really going on because, uh, you know, it, geek had kind of petered out. Right. And then suddenly this resurgence comes and it was just shortly before the news got out about an Iron Man Right, movie, because we started was, this, right? what? We started this a little over 10 years ago. Because we're at 11 years now with yeah. the podcast. And, and then, before that, we were doing it for, how, I don't know how many years. Right. Just off and on, on the 20, radio. 21. Because <laughs> it actually started in the early 90s, because we'd take you to lunch when you were depressed and make you laugh. <laughs> well, you <laughs> mean the was... off-air version of it. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, yeah. It's, a, it's all recorded in my head. And you give me a tooth, and I'll take you back to lunch. <laughs> <laughs> 20 years, that's three teeth. <laughs> three teeth for 20 years? Yeah. What's the math on There's that? no way I'm going to kill. make it up. There's no way we're going to kill baby Hitler. I need we'll my teeth. To, we'll have to pool our teeth. Well, we got we to gotta practice and <laughs> get the art down before teeth. we go after yeah. baby Hitler. I'm sorry about all those atrocities, but I need my Not teeth. killing a baby. Now, I remember back in the old in the old days, like, well, you guys, all my friends have always been nerds. Yeah. Right? And that, was, like, the, that was the thing. Yeah. Um, it used to be, if you wanted to have that big nerdy conversation, it was it was at the comic book store. Yeah. Right? That's that's like, that's my first inkling of mm. like a geek yeah. community. Those were the, right? ca- those were the cathedrals. <laughs> yeah. they, they, the church was every Wednesday. Right. Like and at four o'clock. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. I mine, forgot. Mine, yeah. mine was always Friday night because we had this one kid in my neighborhood that uh, his parents didn't give a crap that they were playing D and D all the time, mm-hmm. and so we'd all show up there like five o'clock on Friday night and stay until sometime Sunday night. And so you were like the kids. You were the kids on Stranger Things. Though. Very yeah. much so. Yeah. I mean, we played D and D until two or three in the morning. We'd, so did I. There was always there was always TV on in the background. So you know mm-hmm. there'd be like you know Friday night videos or SNL and then Saturday morning cartoons. Night flight. Night flight. <laughs> and in between all of that would just be this you know 38, 48 hour long D and D session. But. Yeah, we'd read Starlog and whatever else because you can't just play D and D for thirty six straight hours. Read, so. read your comics. Read your comics. Draw. Yeah, and I was the only comic <laughs> person, but you know, we all we all read Starlog and Fangoria. And, so I've still uh, got a stack of Starlogs in there from Star that time. In the in the time closet. <laughs> yeah, in the yeah. Time I grew closet. up in Bakersfield, California, where oh, you so know, I was in high school in the eighties, and the first comic book store opened, and then the second within about two or three months, and. It was instantly a war between them because, well, I guess we didn't know that there was going to be, you know, what's what is the market going to be in Bakersfield for the comic book? And there was no problem. It was. I'm just surprised to hear that they had two. Well, that was there was nothing until it was '84. Yeah, that was about the, the about the boom, yeah. wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, the big '84. The first one opened, and then another one within a few months after that. And you know, you you instantly had to choose a side. And mm. but let's just say that the one that we chose, I you know, I, I recall some very. Um, 
unfortunate slurs being hurled at the other store and yeah. which, it was the 80s. Which, 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 are, right. either, are either of those stores still there do you know i i haven't been back I, none of my family lives there anymore so mm-hmm. i haven't been back and i'd be curious i would be curious yeah we had a we we lived in an interesting microcosm here in utah because on uh 35th south and about uh 2900 west is where comics utah opened its first yeah. location it was in a uh, like an old camera refurbishing shop mm-hmm. and it wasn't much bigger than this room that we're recording in and uh, they had uh, on the outside they had this handwritten sign that talked about Teen Titans number one and mm-hmm. you know what a, what an amazing thing Teen Titans number one was and it was to try to entice people to come inside the shop to check out comic books because mm-hmm. prior to that all you got was the spinner rack at your Smith's Food and Drug right? yeah, or seven, down or at 7-Eleven that's Frank's the place. Pharmacy and right. Tyson that's the only place you're finding comics but you go into uh you go into Comics Utah, and they had that hold service where they they hold your comics for you. <laughs> yeah, and they're you know between thirty five and fifty five cents each, and you just go in there with your allowance or your newspaper money, and you just spend you know ten fifteen bucks on thirty comics, mm-hmm. and uh, it was it was a pretty amazing time. And then they grew and grew and ended up in a couple different locations throughout the time, and then other shops opened up in the late eighties, early nineties. So we kind of. We had it good here as far as comics were concerned. Roland. Roland yeah. was like my well, Roland's, guru. Roland's still, still <laughs> working in the industry. Is, is yeah. he at Haster? Yeah, yeah, he's down at Haster. Oh, that's Roland right. Roland and Amanda. And it's funny because I, when I met Roland, I thought he was such an old dude because I was like 11 and I was in there to get my X-Men comics. And <laughs> yeah, I'd, Roland and I are roughly the same age. I think he's maybe five or six years older than me. Yeah. You know, so. But this is in the 80s. Now, this is something that I can't figure out, is that uh, as I look back at it, because 77 comes along and there's, uh, there's Star Wars, mm-hmm. and it's a worldwide phenomenon. But I wear my Millennium Falcon shirt to school. I still get beat up. I, <laughs> I, don't, you know, I know you assholes saw these movies and liked them as much as I do. Why, why is it because I'm expressing yeah. my love yeah. via, oh, God, a T-shirt? You know, God forbid... Uh, why? Why is my? Why? Why are you feeling like you need to? Uh, You're different. I guess we weaponize difference. <laughs> and that's and that's and that's why I would find those you know as Devo put it, find those young alien freaks. Yep. Uh, and, and so I'd hang out with uh, my friend Bart, who uh, he he was into it as much as I was, and and then. But I, I had two groups of friends. I had a group of friends that that were not into it, and I I hung out with them, and they were like my music friends. Mm-hmm. And then I had a couple of geek friends. So it was me and Bart and a couple other kids, Rhett. And, and so that was my geek crew. I had, so I had two crews. And they were st- still, even then, were like subgenres of everything that was going on. Uh, so you would, you would, you know, that's where the geek, uh, fa- you know, the family thing that you talked about, family by choice. I think that's where, well, for me, that's where it started. It's because I had to seek out these people who were like me because there was no way to get a hold of them. There was no internet. You'd, you'd just, you know, casually see a kid doodling, you know, the Enterprise or an X-Wing mm-hmm. on his notebook and you'd go, oh yeah, I know the code. Oh, I remember. <laughs> one, one, of the best friends, one of the best friends I had in junior high and high school, I met him literally because I was delivering my paper route and I noticed that one of the houses on the route had an AT-AT walker on their porch. Mm. Be out in the yard playing with their AT-AT walker. And after about two or three weeks, I finally waited to do my collections on the route and literally scoped out the house to see if there was a cool kid my age living there. Yeah. Sure enough, there was. And we you were got best any cool friends. cool kids in there? Uh, cool kids? <laughs> no, we got this nerd who likes to play with Star Wars. Yeah, stories. no, it was. It was I'll a- take him. <laughs> <laughs> well, I kind of wonder about how, the, you know, the family you talk about, it's different when it was. 
the unpopular thing and now it's everywhere yeah. and does the does the community feel different when it's pervasive in the culture and you don't you know it's easier to define yourself by what you know other people are this but we're yeah. but now other people have kind of horned in and you get that sort of you know who are the johnny come latelys I, it's just it's a it's an odd thing to I, kind of figure out how that works i don't feel that way ever yeah i, I don't ever i'm never one of those people that's like um no oh you no gatekeeper you, i'm not a gatekeeper absolutely at all. Not, I lo- none of us are i love it man it's so good for me yeah if you ever would have told me that there would be too many superhero <laughs> shows to watch <laughs> on tv like I, I can't keep up with the goddamn superhero shows it blows me away. but i love like i just think it's i love the feeling at, at like a con mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. because it's just like it's just like such a positive for, for, from my experience anyway you know what i mean just like a people like just bonding over their love of Stuff. All these, yeah, different everything. genres, yeah. like yeah. everything, and well, having the opportunity to like express it, right? right? Because like, there's, you know, I go to work, I can't necessarily be like, I'm a big old dork, and I like these things, like, yeah. and I like all these comic book things, and because everyone's gonna be like, so, okay, are you gonna sell a house now or what? Yeah. But, like, <laughs> but like, I just like being able to like go to a place and be surrounded by people where I can just unabashedly be myself, yeah. and everyone gets it and accepts yeah. it. Right, standing by a complete stranger, like looking at some piece yeah. of merchandise, and, and, and you're like, "Holy crap!" And they're like, "Right." <laughs> <laughs> and it really only gets toxic when people get this mindset of, uh, "Oh, it's competing fiefdoms, right? We have our, our little territories that we've carved out." And, yeah. and this is there's a guy I butt heads with constantly, where he's always wanting to argue about whether Star Trek's better than Star Wars. Oh. And I'm just like, dude, just be happy it's, that it's they're just, there, and yeah. that's just not an argument. And for that matter, let's yeah, be Star happy. Trek. Let's be happy that uh, <laughs> let's be happy that Babylon Five's there. Let's be happy yeah. that Star. Farscape's there. These yeah. are shows, or Farscape. These are shows I don't watch, but I'm so happy they're there mm-hmm. because if that if that makes you happy, if that's getting you to that point where you're not worried about what's going on in the world, then we should celebrate those things for yeah. a few minutes. That, that's that's a happy thing. Well, that's a weird. I mean, you you, you know, obviously the, the Star Trek versus Star Wars thing was its own you know cottage industry and probably continues to be. But <laughs> then you have those which are within it. The you know. The Last Jedi is the worst thing ever to happen oh, to yeah. it, and so I mean, when you have those things even within a group that divides them, you you know you get the subdivisions so far that it just it seems like you, you can lose a lot of the fun of what's going on, and, because, and that's something that we have all been fighting against. That whole thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm not about to shit on Harry Potter. Now, see, I don't. You know, I'm not a Harry Potter guy, but you know what? I went to Harry Potter Land, had a good old time. Had a good time. Mm-hmm. You, know? you know, I'm, I'm not going <laughs> to shit on Harry Potter. It's just not for me. Yeah. I, I get why you love it, but and that's great. But your wife's getting into it, is she? Yeah, she's reading it to one of her nieces, and oh, that's she was, right. She that's was talking right. with my wife the other yeah. night about how much she was enjoying Harry Potter, and yeah, it's one of those things that it it can be a thing that that brings people together in mm-hmm. that in that fandom it's it's a we we have this double edged sword with the internet where the internet brought us all together because we can talk with our friends in taipei or australia about this thing that we love but at the same time it it's very toxic too because mm-hmm. you get some group that decides that they hate ray and star wars and so they rally and they have this huge you know this huge carrion call to to lash out against this thing and I think that's why we're starting to see the resurgence of the physical geek community because um, people are going, okay, well, if I go online and say that I like Star Wars, someone's going to tell me that I'm stupid or they're going to tell me that Ray's a Mary Sue or they're going to tell me that mm-hmm. I'm wrong about my fandom. 
but if I go to this convention or if I go to this store that that celebrates this thing like I do, then I'm going to find that sense of community mm-hmm. and that physical interaction that we don't we don't have in the information age. We we what? we wear our fandom you know 24 hours a day online, yeah. but that physical interaction that's part of the reason why I work at this game mm-hmm. store that I work at because. Uh, 10, 15 years ago, we were all saying, okay, well, Warhammer's going to be an online game soon, and that's going to be great because, cool, my, my miniatures move around. We can paint them however we want. And now, 2019, we're finding that the game stores are more popular than ever yeah. because we want to get offline and have that physical interaction. Well, and because that, when there's a human being in front of you, it's much harder to just go, ex- you're an asshole. Exactly. And you're, oh, yeah. <laughs> yes. And I, I shot the, the Ray's a Mary Sue thing down six months ago. It started mm-hmm. in my store. Some guy wanted to argue about Ray, and I was just like, dude, I told him about my youngest who all of a sudden became a Star Wars fan because of that thing. I was like, yeah. so, you know, you're bashing on that. You're bashing on my kids. So how about we just celebrate the things that we like together and stop bashing on the things that we don't. Maybe we'll have a better time, right? Exactly. And I, I, and I don't want to be in a, a, a relationship or friendship with somebody who, where we get together and we bash something and we enjoy that. Right. It's just that neg- As I'm getting older, I'm seeing all this shit. You know? uh, it's that negative energy that you just don't want in your life. Right. You, you don't need it. It's the Hudson Hawk principle. Hudson Hawk is by no means a good movie. Oh, I knew somebody used to disagree with that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, it's, it's, <laughs> it's, it's, the same, it's the same with Roadhouse. Roadhouse is by no hey, means. Hey, hey, hey! But you love it so much... Who am I to tell you that it sucks? Uh, I love it ironically. Have you watched something that you don't like with someone who loves it and suddenly you're like, okay, I, I get it. You, because that's, there's something well, that's infectious yes. about someone else's love for it's, something. It's my, wife with, it's my wife with Moulin Rouge, right? I hate musical theater. I hate musical movies. And mm-hmm. then we, we watched Moulin Rouge and all of a sudden I was like, oh, this is amazing. And I look over her and she's <laughs> crying. And I'm like, yeah. Oh, this is this is her Star Wars, you know, this kind of thing. Yeah. So now I can watch these things because I know that she's so into it, you know. I mean, well, not- like like my fiance way into LARPing. Like yeah. that is like it is a part-time job for him. Wow. And I have negative 10% interest in it. <laughs> right. But when he You're gets, just a critical mess every time. Yeah, but yeah. like when he like starts talking about it and Broken like sword. packs up his stuff and like is like, "Hey, I'm going LARP camping for the weekend. I'm like, goodbye, have fun. I love you so much. Make good choices. Yeah. Be safe. Don't get ate by a centaur. Don't get ate. <laughs> but then, get like, he'll like go off and talk about it and like tell me like the intricate plot arcs that are happening. And I'm like, wow, this is, I'm so happy that you're so happy. Yeah. And uh, we, we, we should take a break here and then we'll come back. And, and I think we need to, to talk to Rebecca about a different kind of gatekeeping. <gasps> Uh, <laughs> that what could it possibly is, be? <laughs> is regretfully still a a part of the geek community that needs to go. Uh, so let's uh, let's do that. We'll get some broken news, and then we'll be back with this conversation in a moment. After, after these messages, messages, we'll be right, right back. Doctor Bolt's Comic Connection. Let's see what's happening in the month of August at Doctor Bolt's. Uh, Marvel action with Captain Marvel. Manhattan is infested with flurkins. Will Captain Marvel be able to halt the adorable invasion? Go higher, further, and faster with Captain Marvel in this brand new all-ages adventure published by IDW. Batman Superman, uh, they're back together once more in an all-new monthly series. The Dark Knight and the Man of Steel must journey into the depths of Gotham City to learn which of their fellow heroes has been transformed into the monstrous minions of their most dangerous and deranged foe ever, Batman Superman. 
And uh, they want to bring you aware of something happening on Kickstarter. Deputy Deseret and the Salt City Strangers. All that stands between humanity and the darkness that threatens our world is a nerd, a ghost, and two magic pistols. Adam is is happy with his boring tech job, but his life is turned upside down when he inherits a pair of magic pistols haunted by the legendary gunfighter Porter Rockwell. Adam and Rockwell must now face down a supernatural menace threatening the world, and they might just make it. If they were learn to work together, that is. For the first time, the mysterious origin of Deputy Deseret and this of the Salt City Strangers is being told live on Kickstarter now. Dr. Volts open seven days a week. The hold or pull service is free. And with that, you get a 10% discount on all your purchases of $20 or more and the previews catalog for free. 2043 East, 3300 South. It's Dr. Volts Comic Connection. Good communication is key to a healthy relationship, especially when it comes to sex. Being confident in the bedroom is sexy, and knowledge helps you get your most confident, sexy self. Black Velvet Boutique is your trusted resource for sexual wellness. Their employees will answer any questions and help you find what you need. Go see them at 595 South State in Clearfield and tell them Geek Show says hey, and you'll receive special discounts. Open seven days a week. Broken News, welcome to it. <laughs> Joining me for Broken News, hi Shannon. Oh, <laughs> uh, Lee George Cade. Rebecca brought me quiet stuff. Yes, and Rebecca Frost. You're welcome. Who is so good to you? I, I, it's, it's like she gets me. It's like somebody, it's take, like, somebody finally take care of us. <laughs> oh no, I, I fidget a lot, and anybody who's actually been in the studio knows that I, I fidget oh. loudly. Of. Yeah. So I got you quiet, silly putty, and from last week, the golden asshole. This is the golden asshole? That's yeah. the golden asshole. It's like, kind of silver. It looks, just, you roll it on your finger, put it on your finger. See? That, See, he did it nice? just really quick. Yeah. Like I, isn't that like nice? Yeah, that's nice. Oh, it's actually, oh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm subdued now. <laughs> All right. Let's get to it. Um, I have some DC news. Ah. I, I hear they're making a comeback. At least that's what they're they keep doing. Saying. Okay, who's they? <laughs> DC. DC. People. Okay. Hey, we're changing things again. Get ready. People are saying, it's and the, I'm here. It's the even newest fifty-two. Uh, we'll start with the movies, then we'll go to the comics. Um, Ava DuVernay's uh, big-screen version of New Gods is a ways away from release, obviously, but uh, they she offered up a couple of little uh, tidbits, updates on her Twitter Q and A that she did. Uh, in response to fans' questions, DuVernay confirmed that both uh, the female Furies... Yeah! And Granny Goodness? Yeah. Yeah! And Darkseid. Now, they're going to have a problem with that. Yeah, they really are. are going to be in the movie. He looks so much like Thanos. Well, who came yeah. first? Who came first? Uh, Darkseid. I want to say Darkseid, yeah. And it was Darkseid a Kirby? Yeah. Yes, yeah. it was all Kirby. And was Thanos a Kirby? No. No. Jim Starling? Jim Starling. So Starling's like, oh, look at what Kirby's doing over there at DC. Uh-huh. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I, I think they'd be the first to admit, yeah, we did that. Let's summon them. Uh-huh. I have this I have this golden ring and this silly putty, and I think the two could be used to summon dead comics illustrators. So uh, it says uh, Darkseid, of course, the main antagonist of the uh, comic book mythology. She's uh, brought in, and this is really interesting, she's brought in Tom King to help write it. Tom King. Oh, former who, former CIA operative Tom King. <laughs> Tom King, who who wrote a Vision series that I loved. Oh, oh yeah. That guy, yeah. who was currently writing Batman, 
she said, I, I read your Mr. Miracle stuff, and I want you to come in and, and work on the screenplay with me. <laughs> Mr. Miracle. <laughs> uh, he really was a former CIA operative. Which is uh, uh, Mr. Miracle was, yeah. right? No. Or Tom King? Tom King. He really was? Yeah. Do you know oh, what, okay. what uh, Mr. Miracle's real name is? What? Scott, Scott Free. Free. Of course. Do you think? Okay, hold on. He's an escape artist. Do you think comics, he's yeah. like getting busy with a lady, and he's like, "You're gonna get off scot free." Uh, uh, his lady's Big Barda. His, his girlfriend's named Big Barda. Yeah, and that's something else. Duvarney has said that she's a huge fan of Big Barda. Well, big, how could you not be? Her yeah. name's Big Barda. But where are you going to find a seven foot tall, muscle bound woman to play I don't Big know. Barda? Because you're going to cast that woman to play Jennifer Walters anyway. Yeah. Right. Which which we need. And yeah, China's I mean, not here anymore. So. No, no. And I want someone who can act. <laughs> so Lucy Lawless, obviously, but we have to put her in a machine that makes her seven feet tall. Because damn it, I want practical effects. I want a seven foot tall Lucy Lawless. Yeah, yeah, that would be of course awesome. You do, and then she could be your boss. Oh, I got like real stuffy in here. <laughs> <laughs> that was Carrie's um, mosque. Yes, thank you. Uh, Devarney suggested the uh, is uh, Tom King was picked as the result of her fandom. Of the character Big Barda, who was in Mr. Miracle in the comics, says, I'm looking forward to the Fury so much, she said. Mm-hmm. Uh, Devarney uh, revealed that King's involvement with the project because she's a fan of the comic books that he writes. And the CIA spooks made her rehire him. And all that. So uh, that's the latest on New Gods. So if you're a DC fan, that's got to make you happy. It'd be interesting. I hope yeah. they bring back Steppenwolf from the Justice League movie. Cause Ooh, he, I like that song. It was the best part. <laughs> He came in and he's like, hey, you guys know that thing you were fighting about all the time in the, for the first half of the movie? You left it on the step, stupid. Yoink. <laughs> <laughs> on a magic carpet ride. Oh, oh, yeah, that was good in Star Trek. <laughs> you, you two were making references and you weren't catching each other's references and I caught them all, but I loved you. <laughs> all right. Uh, let's see. Uh, also, DC. Uh, this happened a while ago, but uh, we, we didn't talk about it. But I figured since we're talking about DC, we'd, we'd hit it. Uh, they've announced that starting uh, in January, they're going to close DC Vertigo, mm-hmm. DC Zoom, and DC Inc. imprints in favor of a new publishing strategy. Wasn't DC Inc. the, the kids I-N-K? thing that they just started? I think. Yeah. Wow. Um, they're what? going to release all published content under the DC brand. At the same time, a new age-specific labeling system will be introduced to the content. Uh, Identifying content aimed at pre-teens, general audiences, and then 17 and older. And, you know, comic book stores are so good about policing this kind of thing. Yeah, you bet. uh, Yeah. So this this, actually, this announcement really helps me um, feel good about, because lately I felt like DC has no idea what they're doing. And that Warner Brothers has no idea what they're doing. I, and and this announcement makes me really feel like, especially being that DC Inc. Mm-hmm. is something that happened during my tenure at Bleeding Cool, mm-hmm. right? We handled the announcement. We talked about it. Yeah, I reviewed yeah. a bunch of the books. I haven't been there that long. So you're already scrapping it? Yeah. Wow, that's right. Yeah. Jesus. Okay. I mean, r- that that's actually lasted less than most of my jobs. <laughs> the three labels will be named DC Kids, focusing on 8 to 12-year-old. DC for readers 13 and older, mm-hmm. and DC Black Label for content appropriate 17 and older. DC After Dark. <laughs> uh, the latter label repurposes the name created uh, last year for DC's out of continuity boutique line, the Black Label. 
Uh, we'll include material already announced for that line. Material already announced with a 2020 or later date for DC Zoom and DC Inc. God, you what know, the, hell? The, the more I'm reading this, it's it's a good idea that they're doing this. Yeah. Too many, <laughs> too many goddamn. All right, we'll well, they, and they they dissolved DC butt stuff in 2018. <laughs> Nobody's paying attention to their butts holes. <laughs> It's just, you know, different. The DC Vertigo imprint uh, <laughs> launched in 93 under the auspices of uh, Karen Berger, home of Sandman Preacher, Why the Last Man Scalped, all those. Home of good writers and crappy illustrators. Yeah. Uh, DC oh, just thought no one could find it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so there you go. Well, okay. yeah. So they're like, oh, yeah, we're going to dissolve Vertigo because after 25 years, no one was reading it. And we're going to dissolve DC Inc. because after three months, no one cared. <laughs> I was... Uh, I was giving away some comic books at a station event that I was doing and was talking to uh, the people I was giving comic books to. And they said, you know, I really would like to read comics, but it's just I can't find them anywhere. Mm-hmm. And I said, yeah, they're just in comic book stores. They used to be at 7 They still sell them at like 7-Elevens nope. and things like that? No. They don't do that. No, because they're, 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 uh, I worked at a 7-Eleven in, well, Shannon still does, but yeah. I worked at a 7-Eleven in the late 80s, mm-hmm. and they were already talking about getting rid of them because you would have people stand there and loitering, and when you've only got one or two people watching the shop, mm-hmm. that's distracting because you have to watch people that are standing there loitering because usually that means they're shoplifting. Ah. And so, yeah, that's one of the reasons. They also sold, like, paperback books at 7-Elevens. I don't think they do that anymore either. Nope. So. so I – and I, I told them the story about how the 7-Eleven comic books out in Roosevelt, Utah, was the only thing that saved my sanity. Yeah. Right. I'd wait every Wednesday for the comic books to arrive for the 7-Eleven out there. Uh, but then I pointed out to them, you know, you have comic books with you anytime you want. Right. With your phone. They're right there. Mm-hmm. That Marvel Comics app and the DC app. Mm-hmm. They're, uh, they're, asphalt. They're really good. Yep. And so, you know, read comics is what I'm saying. Anyway. Uh, okay, TV shows. Oh, uh, God, more TV shows. More TV oh, shows. Oh, huh? uh, are you caught up with Legion yet? I'm, I haven't even started we're Legion. on DC it. still. No, because no, no, Carrie. No, we're moving to TV now. Carrie. Huh. Epic rap battle with Big Bad Wolf. Oh, they did the rap battle thing again? Because they Bad did Wolf. a dance off with. Uh, oh, no, they, they dance off is so last season. <laughs> now, it's, now it's rap battle. Now it's like a dance off every episode. And but to this here time, with dance offs. This time they're just like, oh, wait, you're in the astral plane and you're a baby, but you're not really a baby. You're a grown up, but we're going to raise you like you're our kids so that when you finally hit your actual age, you'll actually be strong enough to be able to face the evils of the world. But first, the big bad wolf's going to come. We're going to have to have a rap battle. And that's how Eminem got his start. And that's exactly. that's exactly why I'm waiting to watch them all at once. Exactly. To see if it makes so, any goddamn sense. You know how we used to have the New York mm-hmm. wine guy used to send us the drink of the show? Yeah. Yeah. So uh, I basically have the illegal drug of the show for okay. each episode of Legion. All right. So I recommend that you take um, uh, <laughs> half a tab of LSD and maybe like six gallons of mescaline before you watch the latest episode. Gallons? Well, yeah. Gallons. Wow. If you can find gallons, take it's hard. Yeah, here. it really is. <laughs> so, uh, but uh, the the TV shows. So we've been watching Cloak and Dagger. Yeah, I'm I'm behind and, but and quite enjoying it. Yeah, like Cloak and Dagger. I watched the her. first couple of episodes and I forgot. They didn't yeah. have a rap battle. <laughs> <laughs> they didn't have rap battles. No. You don't know. Keep watching, Lee. And you've been watching Runaways. I'm not. I didn't watch the last season. You don't. You, you Which is because weird because they actually ran away. Yeah, they you ran were away. I watched the first season, of, or I watched the first episode of the second season, yeah. and then again, I just kind of forgot. Yeah. 
Uh, well, they're going to do a crossover. I saw that. Oh. Aren't they on different networks? How does that happen? One's I know, right? on Hulu. The right. other is on Freeform. And they're yeah. all owned by Disney. Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, this winter, part of Runaway's third season, the team will uh, team up with Cloak and Dagger. They're going to do a crossover episode or two. Uh, Cloak and Dagger, who, uh, spoiler, I'm sorry, uh, recently made the choice to leave New Orleans oh. in order to put their powers to good use beyond their hometown. Uh, nothing's really been announced about how and when this is all going to happen because they'll have to go to L.A., I guess, because Runaways is in well, they Los ran, Angeles. They ran away. Or they ran away. Oh, maybe they <laughs> can meet. <laughs> they can meet halfway. They're yeah. still in Los Angeles. It's not like they're going to meet in El Paso and be like, whew, thanks for meeting us. Oh, okay. They can meet halfway. Yeah. But uh, what's Denver. halfway between L.A. and Louisiana? El Paso. Salt Lake. Okay. Well, yeah, they could do it here. <gasps> right? <laughs> but they could film it in Vancouver, so only people in Salt Lake knew that they weren't really here. <laughs> not like that episode of Werewolf on Fox in 1987 where they actually filmed in downtown Salt Lake City. Yeah. That's right. You know, because of the UTA buses. <laughs> That's right. Uh, speaking of Runaways, they announced uh, some time ago that uh, Morgan Le Fay will yes. be joining Runaways. The character Morgan Le Fay yes. from the Arthur from King Arthur's. Well, legends? she was wasn't she in Doctor Strange as well? Uh, yeah. She was in Doctor Strange, and she was one of the major villains in the Excalibur comic. Yes. Yeah. Uh, she will be played by Elizabeth Hurley. Yeah. Excuse me? <laughs> uh, halfway between New Orleans and Los Angeles is Baracho, Texas. All right, oh. that's a great place. Hey, how far is Baracho from Baracho, that means drunk. That's drunk. Drunk Texas. Drunk Texas. Anyway, so, uh, yeah. Uh, Wait, Elizabeth Hurley from Showgirls? Uh, what, no, from... Austin Powers. Austin and Powers. Bedazzled. Oh, and from Bedazzled, oh, the second bedazzled. greatest movie about the devil ever made. Uh, I just watched I Austin hurt. Powers again this week. Yeah. So, so uh, hot. So there you go. Will that make you watch Runaways now? Yes. Yeah. Season three? All right. Buy pants. <laughs> <laughs> My pants are runaway. <laughs> <laughs> they are UNNOT. Uh, let's see. Then uh, this was announced. Um, Star Trek the motion picture. You know, the original flavor. Fly yeah. by the motion picture. Uh, returning to theaters this fall for a limited release for like you'll two be- days. You'll believe that you can nap through a movie. For the, <laughs> shut up, for the 40th anniversary. Uh, 40? 40th anniversary. Well, obviously the target audience is going to nap. <laughs> <laughs> we just need a cool, quiet place to sleep. You saw it in theaters uh, when you were 17. <laughs> now you're 57. <laughs> Star Trek, the napping picture. <laughs> Uh, it'll be September 15th and 18th, and it's at Fathom Events. So, uh, now listen. <laughs> listen here. I'm not listening. <laughs> I'm going to defend it. Oh, it's gorgeous. Well. And super sleepy. You, well. It's okay. 15 minutes of a guy in a spacesuit floating through a time tunnel. But you like. Well, all right. But it puts the name Gravity on it, and people will flock to theaters. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. What she said. Major. Um, but. We, you know, everybody complains about the shots of the Enterprise in the space dock at the beginning. Everybody complains about that. They didn't then. In 1979, they lost oh, their shit. We did. We yeah. lost our fucking shit. Because right. you guys didn't know any better. We needed every minute of yeah. that. But every now, second. But now I watch it and I go, you know what? This very obviously feels like three episodes of a series that never made it to, <laughs> to screen. <laughs> You couldn't make 2001 today. You couldn't. No, you couldn't because no one has the patience no one has for the it. Patience. Yeah, I don't think. You, I, don't I, don't, I, I think if you release Blade Runner right now, people would not go see it. I nearly, That's exactly what ha- just happened, no, didn't no. it? Yeah. <laughs> well, when Rutger Howard died, I, I I picked up my copy of Blade Runner and I looked at it and I thought I'm gonna watch this, and then I went, 
Eh. Nah, maybe not. No, I mean, so much. The, the, I, w- I watched the first Blade Runner for the first time like a year ago. Yeah, yeah. I was so bored. Oh, it's because we don't we don't edit like that anymore. Yeah. No. everything's everything's chop edits and jump edits and yeah, yeah. And we, and and has it made us dumber? Has it? I don't know. I mean, Trump's president. <laughs> I'm a millennial. I demand information at a rapid fire pace. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, and uh, it chapter two. Have you seen the trailer for that? Yes. Yeah. Jesus scary Christ. as shit. Jesus Christ. The second trailer isn't as scary as the first one. The first yeah. one is so so scary. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, Alamo Draft House theater chain uh, recently announced that uh, clowns in every seat. When well. You're close. When <laughs> when they open up it chapter two, uh, that each one of their uh, locations is going to have uh, special clowns only screening. No, <laughs> this really like diminishes my all female Wonder Woman screening. Um, <laughs> clowns only screenings. So they're letting anybody in. <laughs> Now, they did this when the first one opened, but they only did it at two of their theaters. But this time they're doing it chain-wide. No. So fucking stupid. Um, movie, so excited. Moviegoers are encouraged to come dressed as a clown. Uh, the wig, makeup, oversized pants, the whole thing. <gasps> Sit through this uh, cholrophobia-inducing fright fest with a theater full of fellow clowns. Great. Well, that's how you get rid of clowns, obviously. <laughs> Like, hey, well, the roads doing... will be safe. Yeah, we, yeah. <laughs> we know where they'll all be. I mean, obviously, sales of small cars are going to skyrocket. <laughs> no, because you only need one car. You can fit all of the whole theater into one small car. <laughs> right. Right. Honk, honk. That'll always remember my favorite episodes of, of Pushing Daisies when a clown car drove into a swamp. And while they're interviewing the forensic scientist in charge of this crime scene, for about a minute and a half, there's just stretcher after stretcher leaving the <laughs> show. Was so good. The That's thing, a funny the thing gag. about like the Alamo Draft House, though, is like you can't talk. Like they will kick you out if you talk. Is there are there laws against honking your little horn? Well, that's <laughs> what I'm wondering. Is like is your if you're a distraction with your honking? Maybe they loosen the rules at these special screenings. I just also imagine that the slapping of giant shoes going to the bathroom oh. and back, and the squeak of the shoes, and the, you yeah. know all the squirting of lapel. That's uh, true. Flowers. That's true. Mm. Mm. But seriously, this is just going to be a- like at least at the the all women Wonder Woman screening. Like all we did was get nothing but rosé. Right. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I, I do have this to say, though, if during these special clown only events, mm-hmm. if every Alamo uh, draft house burns down around the country, you're welcome. <laughs> we did it. <laughs> we did it. We got rid of clowns. Oh. Now gun control. <laughs> the important issues. Right. All right. Um, and then just a couple of things that uh, I don't know if you've seen these. And if you haven't, uh, you're listening to the podcast. You're at work. We know that you're not working. So. Hit pause and go watch a couple of trailers. Um, one for Carnival Row. Yeah. Which is Orlando a... Bloom and Carla Gugino? No. Uh, Delavine. Delavine. She played oh, Cara. Uh, she played uh Cara Delavine. Cara. Yeah. She played Enchantress and Suicide Squad, but that's not her fault. Uh, it is part <laughs> fantasy drama, part detective procedural. Uh, Orlando Bloom's human detective juggles hunting for a dangerous killer in the Victorian sprawl. Uh, it's it's a world where monsters and fairies are real. Well, yeah, because the humanity went and invaded the fairy kingdoms and then pretty much enslaved them all. Mm-hmm. So uh, it looks cool as hell. It does look cool, and uh, so and I know nothing about the series other than that. 
There's not much to cool. know. But it looked great. Is it based on a comic or something? Uh, uh, I don't think so. I don't think so. It I might think be it's a an original premise. A book? Uh, an I, original I, premise? Uh, an original premise. Do they premise. do that? What the uh, fuck? Yeah, yeah, sometimes. And then the other one I want you to watch, and you know this movie's probably going to be shit, but I enjoyed the trailer. Uh, the Hunt. Oh, look for that. The what? The What's Hunt you call it? is what it's called. It's like she's sitting right there, dude. <laughs> uh, it's uh, co-written by uh, Damon Lindelof, uh, directed by Craig Zobel. Uh, it's it's this it's a world where humans hunt others for sport. Oh, the like, most dangerous game. It's, yeah, it's that it's that book. In in this instance, it's groups of people are kidnapped, and the one percent own this island. And well, they take the, always that hunt story. Them. It's why, the same story. Why are we? Why are we bringing nonfiction to screen? Exactly. See, yeah. that's why. I, I mean, they hunt us in other ways I in mean, the real world. But this is an old premise. Yeah. But these days, you know, right? It's got a little bit more. Yeah. You know, this is an episode of American Dad. American Dad <laughs> did it first. That's true. Uh, Sounds but, like a. But what's here's his the, name Epstein. <laughs> but here, oh God. But here's the thing: it's uh, Betty Gilpin is the is the star, and she's Ooh. on that show Glow, mm-hmm. and uh, she looks great. But you know who the villain is? Probably Rob Lowe, Hillary Swank. Yeah, uh, I can see it. Hillary Swank is the villain. She for looks this. like a baddie. She's the, you know, the Mitt Romney. She's the. <laughs> oh, you know he hunts live sport. <laughs> well, he's a he's a he's a robot. His yeah. favorite meat is hot dog. The hot dog meat. Of people. Favorite meat is hot dog. <laughs> uh, anyway. There's a new game coming out. Oh, wow. Are you excited about this what one? Is, what is it? Uh, you, know, you know I like the miniature games, right? Yes, you like the miniatures. Uh, so there's a company called Atomic Mass Games, mm-hmm. and uh, they just did something that no one ever manages to do. They they managed to uh, hide a major, major licensed game that they're putting out like in a month. Really? So it's called Marvel Crisis Protocol, and it's a miniature-based game. Mm. Um, but the miniatures look fantastic, and uh, I cried a lot while I was watching the video uh, oh, yeah. because that they, yeah they're doing they're doing some cool things. Like if you play Hero Clicks and you'd be like, okay, uh, some asshole shows up and plays three versions of Wolverine. There's nothing to block that. Yeah, yeah. This game's like cool. You can bring multiple Spider-Man, but they all have to have different alter egos. So you'd have to have Miles Morales or. So they should be different Spider-Man. Right. So yeah, you could still have your Spider Team, but they'd have to be different different aliases. Okay. And they have strength ratings, so they'll have like cars and buildings and whatever else. And depending on what your your miniature strength is, they can like fight with cars and telephone poles and parts of buildings and stuff. So it'll be out, I think, in October. So if I don't show up for recordings in October, that's why. That's why. Okay. Yeah. It's not because I was abducted by the 1% and they're hunting me. <laughs> and they're hunting you Little on Little do I know, the hunted's become the hunter. <laughs> I'd just like if somebody did that to me, I'd just finally be like, oh, God, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> they, they're like, wow, we didn't find him. Whoa, holy shit, he mounted his own head on the wall. Let's, let's get this over with. Yeah. Well, that's no fun, I'd say. Uh, Rebecca. Yeah. You have seen movies? Yeah, I went and saw Hobbs and Shaw. Which, if you love the Fast and the Furious franchise, you'll love this one. That movie looks ridiculous. Yeah, <laughs> you know that. that like I said, she, it she looks was, like she was punching the air. It, yes. it uh, looks like my penis wrote it. Yeah. <laughs> so you know that uh, scene in Civil War where Bucky grabs the motorcycle and like swings it around. And oh, then, like, I love that. It's like that, but like oh, most of the movie. Movie. Oh, right. So I saw good. that The Rock holds a. A, a chopper. A, a chopper in place. Yeah. Yeah, that Fuck. was the part my fiance had issue with. Because <laughs> there's a part where there's like five cars and they're all hooked together trying to keep this chopper from flying away. And he's like, 
yeah, I have an issue with that. And I'm like, of everything we have seen exactly. in the Fast and the Furious franchise, yeah, exactly. this is the issue. Uh, there's some celebrity cameos that 1,000% did not expect, and they work really well. Betty White? Okay. Close. I'm not going to spoil it. Okay. Well, I'm not going to see it, so it's not going to really matter. Me and Ag are going to go see it. Yeah, yeah. I don't want to spoil it. I don't want to spoil okay. it here. Oh, She'll yeah. tell you when we turn off. You do see uh, the outline of Idris Elba's dick. Really? So they went. Back. I mean, they, I did. I don't know. What everyone was like looking for What's it. it supposed to be. You could just watch an episode of Luther. It makes yeah. a cameo every episode. Yeah. <laughs> so then, it's and no, that's. I mean, it's just r- ridiculous and stupid. It's just fun. Like, stupid fun. And I mean, it does like grind to a halt when The Rock and Jason Statham have to like exchange insults at each other, and it drags on for a little bit. So really, they should have just kissed. Yeah, right. And yeah. there is a there is a part this I don't I don't consider this a spoiler during their big climactic battle. It could only have been improved if they both looked at the camera and said, "We have to work together to win." Wink, <laughs> and then like finish the fight. That is like literally what happens. Wow. Yeah. It just gives in no- case in case you didn't know that they had to work that together. they had to work together. Wow. Yeah. So what do you uh, what do you give it? I mean. As a Fast and the Furious lover, five out of five. Five out of five. Okay. That's a more critical look. Three point five out of five. Okay, so it just depends on who you are. Yeah, yeah. I unabashedly love Fast and the Furious, so I was like, "Yes, this movie is I, everything." I'm, I'm so haven't. happy that's there for you. Yeah, yeah. I, and you know, I've not seen any of them. I hadn't either until last year, and my wife made me watch one, and I almost divorced her. I've been exposed to one. Oh. Exposed. We were at a Chinese restaurant out in West Valley, and they had it on. And it was the, but it was dubbed in Mandarin or something like that. So I was exposed to one for a while while I ate. Now was it in? I the, saw the last one. Was um, it in the real world trilogy, one through three, or was it in the ones afterwards where where they're know. all superheroes and they can know. they can actually calculate the trajectory of a car from the top of one tower? I, I don't yeah. know. I don't, <laughs> I don't know which one it was. Yeah. It was just an Fast and Furious movie. In Fast and Furious. They could parachute cars. <laughs> in tanks. It's so good. Oh, no, that yeah, was A-Team. Right. Sorry. It's so good. Then, um, A-Team parachuted. What else? That was so cool. <laughs> it really was. What else did you see? Oh, I saw Dora the Explorer. I hear it's really erotic. It uh, was so sexy. Sorry, mate, we're making fun of the Hollywood Reporter. <sighs> Todd McCarthy over at the Hollywood Reporter wrote this really yucky review about how... Uh, there was just this underlying sexuality throbbing beneath the yeah. surface of like this movie. Like the actress movie. is 19 and she looks it. What? It is oh, yeah, yucky. It's creepy. It's, it's creepy yucky. shit. And then people go, oh, why do people have problems with middle-aged white men being the only movie critics? Uh, That's why? Yeah. Because uh, you're, you're... Yeah. Yeah, anyone who would have that in their review of Dora like, the Explorer? Seriously, every time I saw Swiper, I just wanted to rub one out. Uh, yeah. That's not what he said, but it was close. <laughs> But it was really cute. Like if you, I don't know, if you know anything about Dora the Explorer cartoon, whatever she's. I know she looks. She's looking for stuff. She's looking for stuff, and she explores a bit. And she explores her backpack talks, and her backpack talks, and her map talks. Did did her backpack and her map talk? Well, it's all in the movie. (laughs) Well, actually, I don't. I don't know. Well, after this whole Hollywood Reporter thing, if I show up to Dora the Explorer, I'm going to look like that. So there is a scene where they are walking through this plant field. and they accidentally like release a bunch of spores, mm-hmm. and it uh, gives them hallucinations, and so everything turns animated. Nice. And so like the backpack and the map all start talking, and it's all animated. So that's how you get your yeah. talking backpack. But okay. like the movie, it's super self-aware. It knows exactly like what it is. Right. It and it plays on that, and it's just fun. Okay. It's just fun. Oh yeah. So how many out of stars? 
like a four out of five. Four out of five? Yeah. Okay. I just don't like the they um, rhymed Dora and Explorer. Well, it's in Espanol, it's Exploradora. Ah, see. But then you Smarty. misunderstand it and you think it's Dora so, the Exploder. And then <laughs> it's boom. So in the beginning, though, it, the first like 10 minutes is like six year old Dora and they're serving dinner and she says, mm, delicioso, and then breaks the fourth wall and says, can you say delicioso? And her parents are like, what is happening? <laughs> because they do that on the cartoon, yeah. right? Uh huh. Yeah. But okay. in this live action one, her parents are like, I what hope she you? grows out of this. <laughs> we don't know what she's doing. Oh my God, there's something wrong. <laughs> she keeps talking to a monkey. <laughs> All right. Uh, anything else before we go? I'm going to, uh, when we get done here, I'm going to go upstairs and, and watch the last 30 minutes of the last uh, episode of The Boys. Just oh, I'm, I'm going to start the first episode of The Boys when I get home. I'm quite enjoying it. I, I hear it's quite good. Because I they managed the to comic. They managed yeah. to realize that Garth Ennis tends to be of a bit of a misogynist yeah, and, yeah. and a bit of a homophobe. And yeah. they're like, let's do all the Garth Ennis stuff that isn't homophobic and misogynistic. Yeah, they're working on it. Yeah. But, I mean, it's not all there. But, but I'm, uh, I haven't finished yet. Mm-hmm. But right now, I would have to say that maybe Homelander is a great comic book villain. The guy who In, plays Homelander is I mean, he's, so good. He's playing it so just right. Mm-hmm. So, sight, you know, trying to keep it together, but his psychosis keeps coming out. Every and, time he looks know, at that baby. And he, yeah, he's jealous of that baby. He's and oh. kill that baby. <laughs> <laughs> Homelander's like the Superman Right? Yeah. 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 Well, there's a great meme going around. That oh, I how, love that. how the USA sees itself, and it's you know it's Superman, and they're like how the USA really is, and it's, how, it's how, how the rest of the world sees yeah. the US. It's Homelander. I, I did have one small piece of news. Yes. Uh, Colby Jack is a really good cheese. Oh, well, it is. Yeah. It's, it's, yeah. A, it's a good all-purpose cheese. Yeah. It, it, it really all all together. Like if you want the taste of Colby, but perhaps with a little bit of pepperiness, mm-hmm. it's with it's, a little bit of Jack. Yeah, well, yeah, just a tiny bit of A little of bit that. of Colby. It makes a really good quesadilla. Yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. or perhaps just a snacking cheese with an apple. Oh, yeah. Yeah. There you go. Uh, try a smoked Gouda. Ooh, I'm a Gouda yeah. fan. Yeah. I, I will. Do I a will. little smoked Gouda. Probably next week. I'm just going to uh, recommend that one to you I might right just now. start the uh, the Third West you're working Gouda your Festival. Way. You're working your way out of the... You know, into into the big world of cheeses. Big world of cheeses. Smoke good as a what's nice, your, what's useful your cheese. Goat cheese. Uh, goat cheese is like a, a good aged feta. I'm really quite fond of. Oh, yeah. Bury yeah. me in a vat of goat cheese. <laughs> well, when you die, we will. Yeah, that's how I want to go. <laughs> All right, she's, oh. she's on the record. Yeah. Right. Uh, we will take a break, and we will be back uh, with the rest of this episode, uh, where Scott Renshaw is interviewing us about uh, geek culture and geek family. Time Travel Teeth is the name of the episode. <laughs> what the fuck? And we'll be... Lee, it was all you. <laughs> we'll be back in just a moment. Please to enjoy. Cabin Fever reminding our college crowd to stop by for some dorm decor. Cabin Fever carries a large selection of room decor options for your bedroom or dorm. Located in the heart of Trolley Square at the corner of 500 South and 700 East. It's getting to be that time of year again. Packing up for the summer and getting back to school for another year of wisdom, education, and weekends with friends. How's that dorm working out for you? Switch it up this year with the help of Cabin Fever located in the heart of Trolley Square on the corner of 500 South, 700 East in Salt Lake City, Utah. From lava lamps to lunchboxes, steampunk statues, acrylic skulls, as well as an array of hard-to-find coffee table books, dress up your dorm with decor from Cabin Fever making college great one dorm room at a time. And for the subset, 
brand new wake and bake coffee mugs, beer pong accessories, shot glasses, and flasks. Cabin Fever's got your weekends covered as well. It's Cabin Fever, so much more than a card store. Located in the heart of Trolley Square at the corner of 500 South and 700 East. Good communication is key to a healthy relationship, especially when it comes to sex. Being confident in the bedroom is sexy, and knowledge helps you get your most confident sexy self. Black Velvet Boutique is your trusted resource for sexual wellness. Their employees will answer any questions and help you find what you need. Go see them at 595 South State in Clearfield and tell them Geek Show says hey, and you'll receive special discounts. Open seven days a week. Hi, this is Carrie, and I'm here with my wife, Sue. Hi. I'm so proud of her. She started her own business doing what she loves. Tell us about my workout buddy. I believe that working out with someone will keep you motivated and accountable to your fitness goals, so I'm your workout buddy. I will meet you at your Salt Lake County gym or rec center for a 60-minute workout session. If motivation won't get you to the gym, my workout buddy will. So you will come to my gym? Yes. The more you know about your own gym's equipment, the less time you'll waste trying to figure out a routine. I think it helps build confidence and competency, and that makes going to the gym more enjoyable. But you're not my personal trainer. Well, I'm a a certified trainer, but this is not a personal trainer service. So what do you do? I am actually going to work out with you. I'll do cardio, weights, group classes, whatever you want to do. I will help you with options to make exercises effective and help you towards any fitness goals you may have. That's a great idea. How do people start? Well, message me on Facebook at my Workout Buddy SLC or email me my workout buddy SLC at iCloud.com. One session is $20. If you cancel an appointment less than 12 hours before the start time, there is a $10 cancellation fee. And why is that? That's motivation and accountability. And if you tell Sue Geek Show says hey, you'll get half off of your first session, my workout buddy SLC. And we're back. Okay. And we're back with uh, Scott Renshaw City Weekly talking about uh, the geek community. The good things about it, the bad things about it, and uh, I, I, I want Rebecca to uh, to let us all have it. <laughs> Whoa, jeez! I uh, look at her face; she's ready to let us. No, have I'm it. scared. What's happening? <laughs> no, I, I've, I've told this story a few times. I was in Southern California visiting family, and uh, it was Wednesday, so I had to go to the comic book store. So I comic shop locator. I find one nearby. I go to the shop. I'm looking around, and a girl comes in. And uh, the shop goes quiet for some reason. And uh, so she goes up to the counter and says, uh, I just discovered the Batman movie. This was, this was Christian Bale time. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I loved it so much that I want to start reading the comics. Right. And this guy behind the counter started giving her shit. Oh, your boyfriend, huh? Your boyfriend wants to read comics? Uh, it's because you want to impress your boyfriend. You're not interested. No, I'm curious i liked the movie a lot way way to not yeah. get a customer exactly yeah. in an industry that is we don't want your money that is yeah. already you know right. scared of women therefore i might as well make sure she never comes back and right. so he, he just kept giving her shit to the point where she she walked out i yeah. followed her out and i said look here's the thing let's comic shop locator yeah uh don't ever come to this shop again yeah uh go go to another place and why don't you try these books and i gave her a list yeah and she hopefully she went off and and, and followed through with, mm-hmm. with that love. But uh, I was 
at my first sci-fi convention, I was thrilled that there was a girl there. I just a girl. <laughs> yeah, there was one. Was she there on purpose? She was there on purpose. Was she oh. there to impress her boyfriend? <laughs> <laughs> she was. She was oddly alone and mm. wanted and just was wearing a Battlestar Galactica outfit. Yeah. Nice. But uh, I was thrilled that there was a girl there. But for some reason, these guys were. What's she doing here? Right. I'm like, maybe she likes this shit? This is our sacred realm. She's dressed up like something she likes. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's fairly obvious. I would think this would be exciting for y'all, but no. It's so weird because I have been in a very fortunate position to, like, I didn't get into comic books until I was, like, 22, and, but, like, growing up, I had, my, my mom was a huge geek, and... She started roller derby when I was like 17 and her team was all women who were all incredibly geeky and I found myself relating to them and hanging out with them and then I started roller derby and everyone that I played with was really geeky and so I was just always surrounded by these really geeky way into pop culture women and I was also very fortunate in that I, when I started to get into comic books, my comic book shop was Dr. Volt's, mm-hmm. and they are incredibly welcoming. I even wrote a piece about it for Slug, uh, about girls going into comic book shops and how Dr. Volt's has always just had this mm-hmm. bizarro different energy with women mm. and how they're like, do you like comics? Please come on in. Yeah. We will tell you like yeah. where you should go. Mm-hmm. And now that you know, I have the access to the internet and have been able to witness all kinds of gatekeeping and witness like women being driven out of video games and comic books creation and it's just i it makes me want to fight harder (laughs) because like while i personally have not like been driven out of anything um i see it Mm -hmm. and i hate it so you know stop it <laughs> the the most recent gatekeeping that I experienced was at a Carly Rae Jepsen concert. I was wearing a Bowie t-shirt, really? and one of the fake security guards was like, "You're too young to be wearing that shirt." And I'm like, "Okay." And he's like, "What did Bowie start out as?" And I'm like, "Not here to have this conversation, bud." And just like kept walking. And I was Stop. like, I mean, "What do you start out as?" I was like, "What do you get? What are you getting?" Well, I believe from he was. Uh, I believe he was a zygote. Yeah. <laughs> so. I'm like, I don't know, like, what are you trying to get from this conversation? Like, yeah. And I know, I know, a lot of it is like, kind of a control thing. Like, as if I like a thing, and it's very precious to me, I get that I'm going to be hesitant to share that, um, because that's where we as people are going to default go because it's really easy to react with anger first rather than love. But uh, I think that's where it is. Is people? It's really easy for people to react first with anger, and plus that added smokescreen of being behind a computer where no one can see you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It makes it super easy. To be Whereas a jerk. if you know, if I'm to go to a comics convention and come across somebody who's a total asshole online, if they see me in person, like Scott said earlier, they're gonna have a real hard time calling me an asshole. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, you know, a lot of it is just internet like the internet's a trash place. It is yeah. it, it really is. I mean everyone's a tough guy behind their keyboard. Well, we, and, we we're, and that's the sad part about it because when you see someone face to face, it's totally different. We're granted this amazing psychic power now, right? With the internet, we 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 have access to everybody's dreams and wishes and their favorite movies and all yeah. this other shit. And it's like this this latent surface telepathy. Where we're like, hey, yeah, okay, I know about all these people and all these things about these people. 
but at the same time, I can be an asshole to them about anything they say. And right. There, and you so, feel like there's no repercussions. Yeah, there's no repercussions. Well, there are repercussions because I'm I'm uh, really good at being hostile to people that are hostile online. Like if I find them in public, mm-hmm. it, it's not usually a very pleasant oh, yeah. thing. No way. So, oh hey, I'm so and so. Oh no, you're you're an asshole. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> Welcome to reality, asshole. <laughs> Hi, I'm Lee. I'm part Sasquatch. Let's talk. <laughs> Let's talk about what an asshole you are. Yeah. So yeah. You know what I want to talk about? I want to talk about how extremely positive I feel like Utah's geek community is. Oh yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Especially like people the people that are like somewhat in, like involved or listen to the show. Mm-hmm. Um cuz I've obviously some I I have actually been thinking about this a lot lately. Um this like I I love that this community they come together like if somebody needs help or um support or whatever. Like if it's a I you know, you might have had problems with the the vegans when you had your restaurant, but mm-hmm. the fans were like pretty, pretty supportive. Pretty supportive. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right? no, we wouldn't have made it at all without yeah. the geek, without the geek show community, mm-hmm. right? Because you know, the the vegan sure as fuck weren't supporting us. Right. <laughs> so, um. but I think too, it's not. We haven't like we've come really far, but it's not been without reality checks. Yeah. Oh yeah, sure. like there's been definite like roadblocks where I have you know friends who are the most welcoming people on the internet now, but five years ago total assholes and yeah. total gatekeepers and yeah. they had to be put in their place yeah. yep. and have a harsh reality check and now you know through that harsh lesson a very loving person yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. well that's oh. one of the things i noticed you know i i was you know kind of watching the facebook page after after jimmy jimmy died and i was looking at comments and you realize and, and it's one of the things that kind of wanted why i wanted to sit here is you realize you don't know any of these people. Mm-hmm. 99% of them had never met Jimmy, never met any of you, and yet they feel part of this family yep. that you've right. created through yeah. this show. And so I just, I mean, I kind of wonder, how does it, how does it feel? I mean, it's horrible that it takes something like that to kind of have that boom click into place, yeah. but do you realize on a regular basis what a family you have yeah. created? Oh, As, totally. Like, yeah. So I've had personal tragedies that they've come together and helped me out with. And um, Oh, yeah, I don't know if Scott's aware of this. Yeah, like, so, you know, there was a period, um, like, five years ago, where within, like, what was it? A year. Less than a year. Yeah. That my mom, my dad, my brother all died, Mm -hmm. you know? And and then that was that same year that Jeff Feist died, too. Mm -hmm. And they came together, and, like, man, because I had to take care of all the expenses for all three people, and, and, and they came together and helped me out. For, and hell, and also just all the cool, like awesome support that I would get, just like messages, and, and it's still been, and it's been going on this last little bit too. And I just want to thank everybody again, mm-hmm. everybody that sends messages. And, and I'm sorry, I'm not really responding like I, I should because of, this is, you know, mm-hmm. it's a tough thing. But I, do, I hope people know how much that we yeah. appreciate the love and support we get yeah, from it, our people. No, you know? everybody know that we read every email yeah. that comes in. If we don't get back to you, don't take that as a well, slight. Well, I think, too, like okay. part of being a family requires a sense of selflessness, too. Yeah. So, like, if I'm reaching out to tell you that I love you, I'm not expecting anything in return. Right. And that's, yeah. you know, what an incredible fan base you've built up is we're reaching out to tell you, like, you have made us feel so loved. We want to make you feel so loved. You know, we're not expecting anything in return. Right. Mm-hmm. And I just, I mean, I just, I, I've said it, I just appreciate the people that listen to the show so much. You know what I mean? Like, um, I've had people walk up to me in the grocery store and stuff lately with tears in their eyes, you know, yeah, that I've never too. met before yeah. and just like want to give me a hug and say, you know, um, but and was, just the way but, they support each other too. Like, yeah. um, 
I don't, the Geek Show fit thing is that still going? Uh huh. It, yeah. it, it it is in spite. Doctor White is like. Oh, did he yeah. take it? Well, no. Well, he's trying. They're... He's posting like daily. Yeah. yeah. Oh, there there are him. there are people on Geek Show Fit that have been posting pretty much daily, if not weekly, since it started. And I'm such a flatty bastard that you know it's like I'll hop in there every couple of months and be like, hey, you guys are doing great, and I'm like, who are you again? <laughs> See you in a few so, months. Yeah, I'll be back as soon as uh, the shiny keys bring me back to this part of the internet. Uh, for those who don't know, Geek Show Fit is a uh, Facebook page. And it, uh, I, it, I think it started out as physical. It's physical fitness, physical and we realized fitness. that there was a need for that, that emotional or or psychological health too. Yeah. You know, yep. and sometimes it's just a matter of being able to talk about the stuff that's bugging you. So mentally fit in a, now. In a, in yeah. a positive way. Mm-hmm. You know. So uh, yeah, it's 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 been a really strong thing. There's like a thousand people on there, and I'd say probably thirty of them are still fairly active. So. And well, we haven't promoted it or talked about it, no, really. It's just kind of a thing that's, it's well, there. That you started, and then it just kind of right. went from there. And right. Because, you know, the ADHD means that there are <laughs> shiny parts. Oh, I know. It's, good, it's a good thing that you had shiny hands, or I would have noticed. <laughs> Why do you think I, I get nothing done ever? <laughs> shiny hands. But uh, it's, it's just, uh, it's, 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 really, it's really cool that... Uh, I mean, all the shit is so popular now. It's like I told you, I don't think this show should be called Geek Show anymore. It should be called Mainstream Show. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Seriously. Um, but the funny, this, the funny part is, is how uh, as big as we see it being, as you see, uh, I believe the new Avengers movie finally surpassed Avatar. Did um, it finally? Yeah. It, oh. it, about halfway through yesterday, the Russo brothers had a, a thing going on at uh, San Diego Comic-Con, and they made the announcement oh. because they were only $7 million away at the beginning of the week. Mm. So, hmm. But... Uh, so we go, oh, wow, the biggest movie of all time is, you know, it's an Avengers is, movie. Is the movie that we never thought would exist. And but Rocket, that, ro- Rocket Raccoon in it. Yeah. And, it really <laughs> and, it really, and Ant-Man. And you think about it, it that movie shouldn't exist. But, but, no, but it does. But I'm glad But we does. go, okay, well, cool. That's like the biggest movie of all time, right? Um, but this stuff still isn't as mainstream as we think it is. Yeah. Right? It's it's still not a Super Bowl. It's still not. Yeah. It's still yeah, not. I still, every day, find myself surrounded by people who are like, who, Captain Marvel, why is he so important to you? Right. <laughs> right. Every day, I Come get that all like the time, that. and yeah. and I, you know, I, I work in in one of the most niche geek things there is, right? I I, I sell people twenty eight millimeter to thirty five millimeter <laughs> representations of spacemen, <laughs> and uh, that's pretty fucking niche. And the guys that are in that store sometimes are like, I. Oh, I've never read a comic in my life. I don't watch sci-fi shows. Like, you're playing a sci-fi game. Why don't you watch a sci-fi show? It's like playing the game that someone else is playing for you. Yeah, uh, that's that's pretty awesome. But yeah, there there are more people. That come to the game store I work at that are into football than there are in that group that mm-hmm. are into comic books. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. right. So they'll they'll talk about football more than they'll talk about the latest Avengers because they all like strategy and. But I yeah, but, but I like and and I try to explain to them because they you know when they come up to me and, and ask about all this I try to explain to them I said you know just like you know who won every Super Bowl, you know I know these things about you know Captain America. It's right. it's the same thing. It's just different well you know. it's like that there's so many different kinds of mini zeitgeist right like yeah. think of a thing literally anything uh rock climbing there's rock climbing cons there's right. company and there's people who like get Just, together and yeah. that's all they talk about it's the same thing carrie it was funny to hear you talk about that comparison of you know your sports and when I first started getting into comics, and my mom was like, she just kind of didn't get it, and she watched. She watched all my children for you know. It's like, oh, yeah, yeah. it's a right. it's a soap opera. Yep. Yeah. It's a serialized it's a story. Serialized story. And, and she got it. that. She just instantly got that. It's 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 a soap opera in tights. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's and she it. Got and so you know you realize that these things aren't. It's not that, that weird. They're not, and or you know the 
I mean, as cliche as it is now for the guy to be like, oh, look at you nerds wearing your cosplay and they're wearing their jersey of their yeah, team. Exactly. You know, it's, it's the same thing. Everyone. I just remember just remember 1981 and I, I was so into X-Men because it, it was my safe place because they were weirdos, right? They were weirdos and society hated them, mm-hmm. but they had a family together and they, they, would, they would fight for acceptance and they would take care of each other. And so that was it to me is that all these weirdos found each other and I really wanted to find other weirdos and maybe some bald old dude that would send us on missions together. But. <laughs> See, and, and I I'm, I feel like I'm the opposite and yeah. that I always knew I was a weirdo yeah. and I was pretty okay with it, but I wanted to be really welcoming of other weirdos. Sure. So I wore it on my sleeve and I was so like, you want to be that weird old bald dude. I'm like, if you're a weirdo, <laughs> You right. can talk to me. Yeah, I just did it at the wrong time. Well, the, 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 <laughs> funny part about, uh, the funny part about that particular period of time is I remember my mom getting curious about it because she had read comics, and I never knew this. She read comics in the 50s, so she was like, you know, when Bizarro was introduced in Superman, that was yeah. my mom's thing. Wow. She was way into that shit. So she's reading X-Men comics when I come home from school one day, and I'm like, oh, you're, re- you're, you're reading my Bible, right? And she's like, hey, uh, what do you know about the civil rights movement? I'm like, what are you talking about? Like this is all about the civil rights movement. I'm like, oh, <laughs> all the exactly. lights went off. I'm exactly. Like, yeah, it's not. It's not all just about misfits and weirdos. No, finding exactly. A common family. School it's, couldn't get me interested in any of that shit. Right. I've but, been learning. But yeah, yeah. But, uh, but, take but, it out. Take yeah. it out back. But Star Trek taught me that shit. Mm-hmm. You know, the Avengers taught me that shit. No room for prejudice you know? on my bridge, Mister. Mister. Yeah, Mister. <laughs> Although it's the same show who. Where the captain said, when I found out who assigned me a female yeoman, uh, you know, it's, it's not without its flaws, but it, you know, it, it, <laughs> not it, without it its flaws. Some of that you kind of have to wonder if it was the studio coming in and going, we're really uncomfortable with uh, this man's man having a female yeoman, so it's important that we address that. <laughs> that he doesn't like And put her back in a skirt. Yes. Because so that there, pilot with them in pants, that was discomforting. That's right. There was one thing that I'd, I'd shared with uh, with Carrie a, a couple days ago, and I wanted to use this opportunity as the, the public announcement is I'm also a member of the Utah Film Critics Association and, and the president right now, but the uh, the members voted uh, this week as we're recording to um, create a new award that we're going uh, starting this year, um, the Vice Martin Award. Um, oh, it is going cool. to be recognizing the best performance of the year in a fantasy, science fiction, or horror film. That's, oh, that's awesome. Cool. And um, we will be, be gender non-specific, so it's a way to kind of incorporate all of those, but um, we had, you know, it's, we had realized we had been tossing around something like this you know five years ago and it never came to pass and it's like you know this is these are part of our family too so um anyway just wanted to let all of your listeners know to uh, to watch for the utah film critics awards and that will be the inaugural uh, awarding of that award this year oh, that's so cool very, it's, really it's cool. a very cool thing um because they uh, you know they're family and and that's what this whole conversation was about um Somebody. <laughs> oh man, I brought the room down. No, it's oh, that's cool. It's not. Yeah, it's it's okay. not a hard thing to do right now. <laughs> Fair enough. We've anyway, got, we've got we've got a couple of things that we're working on too. Uh, Spy Hop is is breaking ground on their new uh, their new lab. And if you're not familiar with Spy Hop, it's a it's a program that helps kids learn about film craft. They and do such cool. They, they do, do so really great cool things. Stuff. And they have scholarship programs for kids that can't afford to go through their their summer programs or their their development programs. We're going to be working with them. They don't know this yet. Um, <laughs> with with, a, with no, a, they'll with know the before this comes yeah. out. Yeah, <laughs> they they definitely will. But uh, that's something we kind of want to to help uh, encourage people to 
study film, explore film, and be filmmakers. You know, a lot of people didn't know that Jimmy actually was a filmmaker before yeah. he was a film critic. Mm -hmm. he, he made a lot of short films. And they, they were uh, great. Yeah, he had a good eye for it. That, that one that I was supposed to be in, but I got laryngitis, so I couldn't do it. <laughs> he, he came up here and shot one in my backyard. I never saw yeah. it. Oh, yeah. Right, you know. yeah. It's all very secret. <laughs> <laughs> But uh, yeah, and that's it's a great organization, and, and just so uh, you listeners know that that's the the leftover money from yeah. your donations to help pay for. And that's the amazing thing about you know, this this Jimmy's particular service. community. I don't think we've actually detailed it, but we covered a memorial here, we covered a celebration here, we covered funeral costs, uh, we covered um, the funeral home costs, and we covered a service uh, for for Jimmy's family in Atlanta. Uh, and that was all covered by fans. And there's still enough left over that we'll be able to, mm -hmm. to donate some money to a good organization that I think would have meant a lot to Jimmy. So mm -hmm. and uh, and Sony uh, s stepped up and said they wanted to donate. And yeah. I, I told them, well, we you know our fans got it, but you know we'll we'll let you know of a charity that, uh, that Fox, you can Fox donate. Fox Searchlight reached out through the Utah Film it, Critics. Yeah, exactly. Well. That's yeah. It. Wow. Fox Searchlight. And, Searchlight so and also the Film Society uh, is going to dedicate. Uh, two chairs in one of the in the, yeah we the have theaters. to we have to get to writing those plaques yeah so <laughs> there's gonna be a plaque for both Jeff and yeah Jimmy. Side, side by side seats with some plaques on them so you can well, well Jimmy should say show show me what you got yeah, I, yeah. something like that something actually like I that. think we should just do Sweet Caroline's lyrics because he hated that oh song. god he hated that song <laughs> a really long plaque <laughs> <laughs> six words that's true yeah, Sweet Caroline Bing Bong Bing Bong uh, but anyway um. Let's see if I can make it through this letter. Oh, oh! I'm sorry, Tony. You didn't warn me. I didn't give you a heads up. Oh, uh, you should go a cappella. I think Shannon's uh, going to have to sing it out for us. Well, I don't know. I'm not even aware. He's near. so shy. I don't yeah. know. Oh, you got to sing the letter song. Okay. Uh, so I'm not ready. I did the music. Uh, okay. Bing, bing, ding, ding, ding. Letters. Sometimes we get letters. Then we answer them. But right. uh, This one from uh, Lisa Gabatas. Uh, just want to send a happy hello to the Geek Show peeps. Three years ago, you read an email I sent where I thanked you all for your enthusiastic reviews of the new Star Wars movie because it helped me feel close to my younger brother that had died several years before it. Oh, yeah. It was an emotional time for me. About two weeks later, I was diagnosed with lung cancer and ended up losing my left lung. Uh, but even with all the chaos that I had going on, I distinctly remember Lee saying that one day I would be able to share my Star Wars with my then six-month-old son and that I would receive uh, so much joy in playing, watching him play with Uncle Ryan's toys. I just want to let you know that today was that day. <laughs> he found Uncle Ryan's lightsaber oh, cool. and proceeded to fight lightsaber battles all over the house. <laughs> <laughs> that a boy. Okay. <laughs> Good for him. Hand me one of those, would you? Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Um, and uh, yeah, he uh, she sent me a, a video of him playing with it. Um, he's doing Jedi spins around my mom's living room. I had to share this with you guys. Thanks for what you do, and know that you are loved. That's amazing. So Thanks that, for sharing that, because. Yeah. Yeah, that's 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 what in in my in my mind, when I 
when I feel like I'm going to get overwhelmed with sadness about something that we lose, I remember that it's the things that we share with those people that, that keep them with us, right? So mm-hmm. it's the movies that we watched with them. It's the action figures that we that we yeah. geeked out over. It's the TV shows that we got together to watch. It's it's all of those shared experiences that we have that keep those memories alive. So mm-hmm. I mean, her brother's still there with her, and, and her kid's having the time of his life right now. And <laughs> Lightsabers are so cool. (laughs) (laughs) Well, and that's what makes the family is the experiences with maybe they are blood relation. Probably not. It doesn't doesn't matter. The point is you all come together. We all come together over the things that we love Mm -hmm. and create experiences together. That's why every Thursday now, um, me, Jen, Kiki, and uh, Egg get together and we watch Holy Moly. (laughs) (laughs) The putt-putt show? Yeah. (laughs) Because... Jimmy so was so can. Jimmy was so goddamn excited about it. Was well, it not doing well? It's not doing great. Well, that's that's you're just surprised. So so no, so it's so, so uh, as as my in in my official capacity as a television critic, I can tell you exactly why Holy Moly's not doing well. It was a it was a two shotter. It's a show that really can't sustain its concept more than a couple of episodes oh, because once I you've see. seen, I mean, unless you're changing the mini golf course every week, which, okay. they, which they should do, but which they that's should a do. lot of money. Yeah. But you have 14 contestants on every week, and then you get it down to three that that do the yeah. same thing, and you've gone through. But they all get hurt in different ways. Yeah, but, they, <laughs> but the show doesn't linger on cruelty, so it doesn't it doesn't do the thing like, oh, look at this. Let's. I mean, they might slow mo a person who got hit by the windmill, but there's mm-hmm. no there's no malice to it, so you don't have the people that are like, that's oh, I really like it. So I want it right. The mal- not, the lack of malice is yeah. what makes it great. So it's not like Wipeout. Exactly. Yeah. And they're not there the really ridiculing people. There's nothing really mean about it. Right. So the people that are looking for mean aren't going to get that. Mm-hmm. But there's nothing really terribly unique about it after the third viewing. Like, you, mm. it's it's not the same. A little bit of a one-trick I watch pony. every episode at least twice. No, I, I absolutely... <laughs> You're going to keep this alive, Shannon. <laughs> I absolutely love it. I think it's incredibly endearing, and I watch it. It's so gentle. It's like just a warm, fuzzy blanket. Yeah. But I could see middle of summer people are just like well i've kind of seen this a couple times already mm-hmm. and and maybe it's fun maybe it's not i mean i still watch the the episode with the lumberjack guy that was a high school golf teacher yeah. who i'm still convinced through the game because he wanted the girl that he was competing against to win the twenty five thousand dollars <laughs> you could see the math you could see the guy doing the math in his head and he's a really good golfer he golfs for a living she's a very good golfer she golfs for a living but there's something about this you know 40 year old golf teacher looking at this early 20s person and going she probably needs the money more than I do because mm-hmm. the putt wasn't that far off and he's way <laughs> off on it you know so I'm like this is a warm fuzzy blanket Ugh, a show full of nice people there's no malice I don't want to watch that <laughs> if there is malice ever it's just like a little gentle sarcasm <laughs> just yeah, from, a little from Rob, malice from Rob Riggle from yeah. Rob Riggle. you go harder you go home or maybe we need maybe we need a warm fuzzy blanket from time to time because yeah. you know the world is on fire yeah Automation's going to have us all out of jobs in 15 years, and oh, climate change will God. kill us 10 years after that. So, you know, <laughs> give me a warm fuzzy blanket. It's going to be blanket. a fun 10 years. Really? Tell me about it. Uh, I can't wait. Cool. I but, I, but I need to stick around for the Marvel movies. That's right. Yeah. I, have to, I have to keep living. That's okay. President Keanu Reeves is going to save us. I, God, I wish. <laughs> uh, anything else before we wrap this up? Is there anything that we didn't uh, cover for you? Uh, no, I just, I mean, I'll be happy if any of you have, have thoughts of your own about the, either the start of the show or the, uh, you know, the, how, how, how things have evolved over time, and maybe we can do some of that off air, but uh, okay. just, you know, thanks for, thanks for inviting me in, as always. No, no problem at all. Uh, Mr. B, if you would, please. Why is this ham so sticky? <laughs> no, right? It's, it's unnatural. It's unnatural.